effect a timely halt to deteriorating conditions and to ensure the common good. A state of emergency is declared for these territories by decree of Lord Cutler Beckett, duly appointed representative of His Majesty the King. By decree, according to martial law, the following statutes are temporarily amended. Right to assembly, suspended. Right to habeas corpus, suspended. Right to legal counsel, suspended. Right to verdict by a jury of peers, suspended. By decree, all persons found guilty of piracy, or aiding a person convicted of piracy, or associating with a person convicted of piracy, shall be sentenced to hang by the neck until dead. Sovereignty itself, of course, is not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to His Hardline. This is your place, this is your source to get the word of God learn true history of this nation. This is the place and the source where you get solutions on how to become a free people, to have the right to assemble. One nation under God, one community. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time and we will push him back on their side. Welcome to his hard line. It's time to get our nation back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. Where we're at here in West Michigan, it is Monday, September 19, 2022. Glad to have you here. Welcome to His Hardline for a National Assembly update and more. And tomorrow we're going to have another episode of 1% with him. And with it, let's see, tomorrow's Tuesday. And with tomorrow being Tuesday, we will have a His Hardline discussion. So welcome to His Hardline. Glad to have you here. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the host. So glad to have you here. Hope everybody had a good weekend. I hope everybody had a safe weekend and you guys are pretty much, you know, healthy because I tell you what, seems like the end of my summer certainly ended with a uh, dud. Um, kind of sucked, you know, because when I was in <laughs> when I was in uh, Mackinac Island, I got sick on the second half of my trip. Um, it it uh, I was pretty I was pretty sour about that. So I felt like I kind of got a little bit robbed. But anyway, so real quick. Um, because this is the National Assembly update and more. Before we get to the uh, National Assembly update, I do got to play this. I thought this was interesting. So somebody posted this on Telegram, and this was a video clip that I got. I watched, and <laughs> it's by Sky News. And I'm not sure exactly how long the Queen is laying in state, um, but 
somebody reporting the news at Sky News said something very interesting. Give this a listen. It's about 45 seconds. Listen to this. Holds the whole of the nation together as the custodian. I think we have a custodian monarchy. There's a fascinating historical link coming up as we watch that journey of the status carrying Her Majesty the Queen's coffin to Windsor Castle. That is part of that journey. He hasn't got there yet. So on the rather unprepossessing now A308, that's, that runs alongside the Thames, which uh, slanting across takes it past Runnymede. Yes. And all the resonances there of King John and, and Magna Carta. And that, and that then started to establish the relationship between the monarchy and the people. It did. And we then had in 1265 a parliament meeting in the very place where she has been lying in state for the last four years, Westminster Hall. And also Runnymede. Uh, well, <laughs> Did you hear that? Where she had been laying in state for the last four years years they said now somebody was making the argument on telegram that it could have been a slip of the tongue maybe they meant four days but i don't know he didn't seem like uh that was a mistake he didn't stutter he didn't even correct himself afterwards i mean he flat out said they've had five i forgot what he said five visitations or meetings or whatever right in uh, Westminster, where the Queen had been laying in state for four years. Now, a lot of us out here in this truther community, we've all had our suspicion that she has been dead way past September 8, 2022, especially what was it? I forgot how long ago it was when they were celebrating the Queen's supposed 70 year, uh, 70 years reigning in the monarchy there. And they showed her apparently in a chariot. But it looked like it was like almost like a hologram of a younger version of her in the window, which I thought was really odd. It's like, well, who the heck is that? <coughs> Excuse me. So, yeah, I mean, we've all had our suspicion that she has been long gone for quite some time. And I think the Pope has been long gone, too, to, quite, to be quite honest with you. But, you know, again, I don't have any proof to show or explain that. But, you know. So uh, I, when I heard that, I was like, wow. Um, it, again, it's just one of those things. It's like, okay, do they know something a little bit more overseas than what we're being allowed to know over here? I mean, think about it. You know, I mean, they've censored so much here within our own borders. I mean, I wouldn't doubt if there is a completely different narrative going on around the world and we're being fed and shown legit a movie, okay, on national news, I mean, because remember, Obama signed an executive order during his quote unquote presidency that the news is allowed. It is, you know, he made it basically not illegal, you know, to, you know, basically allow the news to spread propaganda. And so for all we know, whatever's going on around the world, other than like leaked, you know, cell phone footage, we're not seeing the real story from what's actually happening around the world. I, that's just my humble opinion. But, um, you know, this is one of the biggest reasons why we also need to assemble, which kind of brings me back to the assembly update. So, you know, as you would imagine, there has been really no huge updates. Um, I'm just going to list out the states again um, that we have. Now, there is a guy, I will say this, there's a guy in Nevada. He's actually in the process of setting up his uh, national or a state assembly in the state of Nevada. And so he took it upon himself. He took the idea that I uh, uh, expressed on the air and he took a, a map. 
and uh, he's filling it in um, the states that are already assembled and the states that are settled and uh, the ones that are, you know, being actively assembling. So right now we have the settled states, which is just Michigan, and Alaska. And um, again, so there's there's a distinct difference between states that are assembled and states that are assembled and settled. So if I'm not if I'm not misunderstanding for a state to be assembled and settled, being settled means that they have all of their um, elected offices filled in that state. So not only are they assembled, but they have their, you know, their, um, you know, chief trustee, for example, they got their bailiffs, they got their treasurer, you know, so all those positions are filled within the state in Alaska too. Now, the states that are highlighted in green, and I have it in my telegram, I'll reshare it, I'll repost it. They're green. That means they're settled and they put out their notice. So we got Michigan and Alaska that are assembled and settled. Then we got California, Mich- uh, Montana, North Dakota, Missouri, Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky, North Carolina, Georgia, Florida, and New York, and then Hawaii. And those are all highlighted green. So those are those states are assembled and have put out their public notice. Now, on this map right now, all we have is Nevada is orange, and that's because Paul is from Nevada. But if you want to have your state highlighted orange, as in it's being actively worked on, where you're getting your 30 people, and then once you get your 30 people, you put out a public notice, shoot, shoot me an email, and we'll get your state highlighted orange. Like I believe... Mississippi's in progress. I know Illinois and Indiana are in progress. I believe Wisconsin and Minnesota is. I want to say Colorado and New Mexico. Texas for sure, I believe, is getting worked on. Um, I want to say South Carolina too, but I'm unsure. But I know collectively there's about 30 states. Excuse me, I'm going to take a sip of water. So I'm still dealing with a dry voice. So that's pretty much the update in the nutshell. Okay. And the reason I'm doing this, that we're putting this out there on a weekly basis, even if there isn't any changes for three, four, five weeks, this needs to serve as a, as a boot in your ass to get, get, you know, get your gears going seriously, because this is the only way that we fix this. This is the only way we get our Republic back. Okay. Now, in order to come out of interim status, like Michigan, for example, we need to have three quarters of our states or excuse me, three quarters of our counties to be situated and assembled in order for Michigan to come out of interim status. But even if we didn't have all our counties, if as so long as we have 38 states, that right there is still enough to be able to rise our de jure republic up out of the mud and sink the de facto excuse me sink the de facto down in the mud and get rid of them but we do you know before that happens though let's just say michigan decides to come out of interim status um and we get our three quarters of the counties when we don't have 38 states well that's you know that just means michigan can just proceed forward as a de jure republic in on a state level but we need our 38 states if we're going to be able to, you know, eliminate the, you know, the federal income tax. I know a lot of you people don't like paying the federal income tax. I know I sure as hell don't. 
here's the thing we get if we get our de jure republic up and going not only would there be no federal income tax there'd be no irs we'd have real money that's not based on debt it would actually be based on precious metals we'd have no property tax we could actually travel without being you know without hindrance Okay, there'd be no marriages, no no marriage licenses, because again, all that stuff are, are adhesion contracts to the de facto system. There'd be no business or professional licenses. And the best part is the justice system would be based on common law, no victim, no crime. Flat out, that's it. But we can't have any of that until we get our 38 states. That's very important. That is where we would get our true liberty and freedom from. So what's happened so far? Well, fortunately for all, men and women across this country have re-inhibited the constitutional government in all 50 states and established, you know, we're establishing the grand juries and we've, again, elected national statesmen and senators and delegates, representatives, governors, also known, again, like chief trustees. And so these governors, in turn, appoint appointed state Supreme Court justices. And so too, at the national level, a president and vice president were elected and a federal Supreme Court justice appointed. Now, Michigan, which is, like I said, a free and independent state, has presently receded 10 counties. There's probably more now, I think maybe 12 or 13 now, but all of which have given public notice to the de facto government. So in short, our once free nation is in fact being restored. But see, we need more participation nationwide among the other states where are the people where are we the people and how did we lose this nation i want to play something for you it's about five minutes long it's a um it's an it's a it's an interview that Glenn Beck did with uh, a stand-up comedian, Jim Brower. I think I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Listen to this because he tells his story about when he realized we were at war when the lockdowns happened back in 2020. Just listen to this, this, you know, this piece. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. Um, and before I play this, um, somebody was just asking on the call board, I'm from Wisconsin. How do I get involved? Who do I contact? If you could do me a favor, KJB1890, you can send me an email. I'll put it on this uh, call board actually right now. It's uh, or the uh, chat board. It's jmjdirect at protonmail.com. <clears throat> I will forward you... Um, to a man named Destry and what he will do because he has the contacts of everybody in all the states that um, have communication secretaries, um, or as we call them, comsecs, and we'll get you in contact with whoever is the comsec in Wisconsin. By the way, I used to live in Wisconsin, small, small town called Pittsville. My graduating class was 52 people. It was a very, very tiny town, but it was a nice town. So shoot me an email and we will get, you know, get you figured out. I will say this, and I'm not saying this about you, KJ, KJB1890, but I've been getting um, emails from people who've been wanting to get involved 
in their state assemblies. I had an email not long ago from somebody with the last name Reardon. And um, I'm not going to say the first name, but was wanting to get involved with their Massachusetts assembly. So we got this lady involved um, in, you know, in communication with the ComSec in Massachusetts. And um, so the ComSec was trying to, you know, call her. This is a little sidebar for a moment, but trying to reach out to her to, you know, give her some more information, to connect with her, to, you know, give her just, you know, whatever she needs to start doing her due diligence and start, you know, um, seeing if she, you know, really wants to get involved with the state assembly for Massachusetts. Well, the number was not, she wasn't picking up. And then eventually the number ended up being a non-working number. Well, she did some research, the comm secretary there in Massachusetts, and I'll make a long story short, that last name Reardon is very, very, um, a very known last name in that state when it comes to the de facto and the just, uh, the state judicial system and, you know, judgeships and stuff like that. So chances are pretty good that individual that was trying to get in contact with their state assembly was more than likely a, um, was more than likely either like a troll or somebody that was just trying to, you know, just pretty much, you know, stir up crap somehow, some way. So I've been getting that we've been, we've been, you know, sifting out some of the, you know, snakes, if you will. So we do get that. I mean, it's been, it's been kind of, it's, it's, it's quite annoying actually, you know, but it is what it is. This is kind of part of the thing. See, this is how we know we're over the target, ladies and gentlemen, how we know the national assembly the is the lawful assembly okay now i don't need any more proof than this because i've already done you know very extended research and my i've done my own homework i know what i'm involved with and this is the lawful assembly but for those of you out there who are still maybe have a little bit of seeds of doubt you know sown in your mind if you're wondering if the national assembly is in fact the rightful assembly rest assured when we get attacks within you know our assembly and we get trolls that try to come after us and try to you know infiltrate in within our different you know state assemblies i'm going to tell you right now that's how i know we're over the target okay people within a national assembly can't get on major podcast networks to explain what we're doing but oh damn it all you can hear avr and david Strait with their bull crap you know state national bullshit which again will get you in trouble Sorry for the S word, but I, I, this is the kind of thing that is just severely irritating me. And I, I, I hate that I allow it to bother me because that's, you know, that I have my own control over my own, you know, what I, I allow it to bother me and not bother me. But but at the end of the day, though, this is how I know we're over the target. When we're facing the kind of attacks from different individuals from outside of the assembly trying to ruin our progress. One of the biggest reasons why COVID-19 came about in 2020. They did not want people getting together and sharing information. They did not want people assembling. They did not want people in unity. They wanted people divided six feet apart, put on a mask, shut up, you little sheeple, and just obey big brother government because we know best. That's what they wanted. Are you guys happy with your government? Because let me tell you what, I sure as hell am not. The de facto sucks. Anyway, back to this interview. Let me play this and then we're going to talk a little bit more here. Listen to this little four and a half minute piece here with Glenn Beck and Jim Brewer. 
<laughs> I was performing at um, the Stress Factory in New Jersey. I was living in New Jersey, and everything was closed, so I, I, no one could work. And then even when it was sort of coming back, still mm-hmm. comedians couldn't work, entertainers weren't working. Um, my friend Vinny, he calls me up, and he's like, Jay, I got, I, because everyone's also trying to figure out how to beat the system. Mm. Oh, we're, we're going to put a tent in the street. <laughs> People doing anything mm. to make a business. He had a tent outside, which was hilarious because it was behind a, a parking lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every once in a while, I'd be doing a show and you hear. <laughs> <laughs> I was coming in for the closer and um, competing against the Harley for 20 minutes. Or, <laughs> or I would be out there and I'd hear, we'd hear a couple yelling at one another. And then I'd have to pull the banner like, is that really all right? Like it, so, but during that time, it was full-blown, you got to wear a mask at the, at the, when you check in. And when you walk in, you got to wear a mask. But when you sit down, you can take it off. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Danger. Safe. Danger. Safe. That's what the CDP says. And we should all listen to everything they say. Dr. Fauci. Yeah, if you stand and put it on. If you sit and take it off. (laughs) Wow. 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 Um, So I would work out there and, you know, I'd compare everything as Nazism because that's, hey, you taught me in school what they did. They taught you to snitch on one another. Well, guess what? If you Mm -hmm. see people or children in your neighborhood, if you just change the accent now, it's just what's the difference? You put on a little, you know, the little little happy dress and they're like if you see anyone outside they're a danger to society and you care about your family and children don't you you call the local authorities you had mayors despicable disgusting they're not human they're disgusting and they should be held accountable all of them every single last one of them every mayor every governor that shamed you, terrorized you, tore your family apart, made you lose your job, divided everybody. That was the most disgusting display of humanity. And these are the people that are controlling my life and your life that they're taking my money from and doing Mm. whatever they want with it. I don't have a choice where my taxes go. So that time... That's how I saw it. I saw it as a complete takeover. And then in my own house, you know, these kids are all indoctrinated. So the kids are like, dad's crazy. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, your father's putting up. And I I saw what they were going through. I had nieces. You know, I had my daughter come up to me and a niece that I love said, "Uh, dad, is everything cool because... Everyone thinks you're, you know, mm-hmm. you're making wacky videos. And I understand why it happened, but that's why I had to get that out there. And no one was talking about it. Everyone was still like, I, I didn't, 
I felt we're at war, a hundred percent. This is war, however you want to describe it. It's a war in your, it's a war in your common sense. It's a war on the control of your life. It's the war on your spirituality. It's the war of your conscious and your mind. And it's not a game. It's real. And unfortunately, humanity doesn't believe that evil exists. And boy, does it exist. It does. And you'd be horrified when you realize where they're all located. And I'm not sure some people can handle that. But I think the ones that can are very ready. Very ready. They're done. I, um... <clears throat> So that's where the comedy came from. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not wrong. Jim Brewer is not wrong. The amount of evil in these tyran you know, these tyrannical dictators, these communists, these, you know, hell, let's call it for what it is. They're Satanist as well. I mean, Satanism and communism, you know, and fascism, they definitely all fall under the same banner. The banner of hell for the rest of the people. If people only realize, see, and, and he, he, he called it out so perfectly. People don't want to believe that evil exists. And yeah, it is a battle for our mind. It is a battle for our hearts. It's a spiritual battle. It's a psychological battle. It's a battle for our soul. It's a battle for our blood. You know, with the crap that they're trying to push, these fake clot shots, they're killing people like a, a Boeing pilot that was flying in Russia today, died in mid-flight, going to, you know, flying to St. Petersburg. But yet people want to have the ostrich, you know, they want to they want to just, you know, live the, the life of an ostrich and shove their stupid long necks and their peasy little head down the ostrich hole. And plead ignorance. You plead ignorance long enough, your ass is grass. There's no ifs, ands or buts about it. You're done. And you know what else is done? Your future generations. Kiss your kids and your grandkids and your future generations. Kiss their asses goodbye. This is why we need to assemble, folks. I mean, look what the hell is going on there in Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard there in Massachusetts, speaking of Massachusetts. I think it's off of Massachusetts. These freaking crazy leftists, and I'm, I don't even want to put labels on them because the righties, you know, can be just as stupid because they're all one big party looking to screw the American people over and try to pilfer our pockets. But what most of them that own these big-ass mansions over there in Martha's Vineyard, you know, they want a virtue signal and cry humanitarian crisis all day long and that we should allow people to come across our border illegally while they ship them through the dead of the night all around our nation, they're busting them up to Michigan, they're busting them up to Montana, they're busting them up to, you know, Colorado and Tennessee and wherever else. But oh, <laughs> God forbid you get a Republican like, you know, Ron DeSantis or Greg Abbott and they ship them to freaking Martha's Vineyard 
or New York City or, or Washington, D.C., all of a sudden you got Mayor Bowser and all these other dipsticks that, you know, hold public office. Now it's a national emergency and they want National Guard deployed and they want them bust out of their towns. Oh, we can't have them in ours. It's okay if they're in Tennessee. It's okay if they're in the suburbs of Iowa. But no, 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 no. They cannot be here in, in, in the elite island of Martha's Vineyard. Are you starting to see the hypocrisy with these people? And it's not just the left. You better believe. Don't be fooled just because it's Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott that's doing this. Look, they're not, they're they're playing just as stupid of a game. People are not meant to be used as pawns. I will agree with the left on that. People are not meant to be used as pawns. The people See, this is this is this is where I start getting pissed off because yeah, they're coming over our borders illegally, unlawfully. <clears throat> Yeah, I have a problem with that because I want it done lawfully. I don't, I'm not opposed to immigrants. My grandmother was an immigrant from Germany. In fact, aren't we all really descendants of immigrants? I mean, really, because unless you're a Native American, all of us really are immigrants to this nation. We're just one big collective, you know, mixed nut bowl of, you know, different nationalities from overseas, Europe and, you know, Australia, wherever. But this is the type of double standard bull crap that I can't stand anymore. You know, these people in the de facto government, they're about one thing and one thing only. They're about themselves. They're about taking our money, enslaving us, making sure that we pile up debt. We get hooked on every single, you know, new trinket and gizmo and gadget that, you know, Apple or IBM or Samsung creates. You know, they want us obsessed with materialism so we you know will basically borrow ourselves into oblivion just so we can keep up with the joneses and have the newest this that and the other and meanwhile while you're up to your eyeballs in debt you know what that's basically doing it's keeping you it's basically making certain that you're going to stay on that hamster wheel and you're going to continue working until you die to pay off your debt there's a reason why the bible says the borrower is slave to the lender These people, they look at us like we're cattle. They don't give a crap about you and me. This is why it's so relevant, ladies and gentlemen, why we need to get our assembly of states. And while I'm on the subject of the assembly of states, I've been getting this question a lot lately. Speaking of Glenn Beck, too, because I guess there is, I didn't hear the video or the sound clip, <clears throat> but apparently... He was saying that he's not really for a convention of states because of, you know, the lack of morality as a, you know, people in this nation. And although I do agree with him in that aspect, here's the thing. The de facto cannot do. And well, first off, they have the de facto has done, I think I, I can't remember exact number, but they have already done 40 or 41 conventions of states. The de facto has collectively. Now, every single one of those convention of states, you know, when they do that, that's to, you know, make changes you know to an amendment or add an amendment or whatever and that's where you need two-thirds of the states to come together to you know make whatever changes but see all those convention of states that have ever been held in the past 
has all been unlawful. See, people were confusing the Convention of States and the Assembly of States being one and the same. It's not. The Assembly, so the Convention of States, you need two-thirds of the states to come together, right? The representatives to make changes or, you know, add an amendment to the Constitution or something like that. But see, the Assembly of States, the Union of States, that's where we form our, you know, get back our, you know, Republican form of government. That is a totally separate thing. Convention of States and the Union of States are two totally things, different things. That's why with the Union of States, you need three quarters of the states, which nowadays would be 38 out of the 50. Just so we're clear. I tell you, it, 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 I don't know what else I, I need to be saying on these assembly updates, to be quite honest with you, because I, I get sick and tired of hearing myself babble. But I also get more and equally, if not more, sick and tired of our states and the people in other states not getting their asses in gear and getting 30 freaking people in a room. And we have people that can help you. If you can guarantee 30 plus people or at least 30 people minimum to get in a room for a day, I guarantee you, you'd get someone like Paul from Michigan or Destry or somebody would fly to your state and help you hammer out the details and give you and lay out the structure that Michigan and Alaska has followed. But you need your 30 people. And then once you get your 30 people and you start conducting your first couple of meetings, that's when you start drafting up your public notice to put out in a statewide publication, letting your state know, hey, the de jure, the state de jure is alive and well in the state of Wisconsin or in the state of Texas or Mississippi. These are things that we need to get done and you know i actually just saw someone just log on here lisa from georgia let me tell you what georgia those guys got it they're on fire down there those people in georgia are getting after it i wish some of that get her done attitude would seep down south in florida i don't know what's going on in florida but georgia's getting after it i wish georgia would allow some of their get her done to spill over into you know Alabama and Mississippi and South Carolina. Don't know what's going on around those states. Come on, the South shall rise again. Where the hell heck are you know, where the heck are you, South? Georgia's stepping up to the plate. Where are you at, Texas? Not trying to call you states out, but Damn it, aren't you sick and tired of being sick and tired, as Dave Ramsey puts it? Look, I'm not going to sit here and claim that I'm the professional here because I, I, I've i only been doing this for about a year. I'm still learning, but you know what I'm doing? I'm taking accountability here at my local level, and I'm attending my county meetings. And when I'm not working Saturdays, I am doing my best to attend my state meetings, even though I don't really have to because we have – our county representatives that go, like our comm secretary and, you know, our moderator and what they technically should be doing, three or four of the people from the county goes to the state meetings and then they attend the state meetings and then they bring their, you know, their findings back to county for the rest of us assembly members to, to, to understand what kind of business went on on the state level. 
But Georgia, kudos to you, Lisa, and everyone that's down there. Keep after it. And, and hopefully some of that awesomeness can spill into South Carolina and Florida and, you know, Alabama and Mississippi. Like I said, I don't really know what else I need to be saying here. But in other news, something that I thought was kind of interesting, that hurricane, that Category 1 hurricane that I guess slammed over Puerto Rico. And the reason I mention this is because Puerto Rico, and for those of you that don't know, if this, you know, if anything else that I've said hasn't boiled your ass, this should boil it if you don't know this little fact. But all of our federal income taxes that we pay, yeah, that gets funneled through Puerto Rico, by the way. Mm-hmm. But Puerto Rico, the whole country is out without lights. I don't, I, I'm not sure if they're back on, but they've been out without lights, I guess, for a couple of days now. From Hurricane Fiona. Yeah. And then I guess I just saw not too long ago, uh, what's his name? Ali, who's this guy's name? Ali Khamenei? I don't know. Supreme, he's a supreme leader of the Islamic Republic of Iran. He dies at 83 just like a day or two ago. To that, I say good riddance. Another deep state puppet bites the dust. It's just, you know, and then and then I guess that rally that Trump was at, I believe it was in Ohio. Now, this was interesting. I, I still don't know what to make of this. I'm sure a lot of you heard similar scuttlebutt out there about this, but about the, you know, the American flag, the uh, military battle flag, you know, known as Old Glory. As Trump was coming out, I guess the flag appears to have no white stars on it. That's kind of interesting. I'd be curious to learn more about that and what that's about. Maybe uh, when I, you know, finally get, um, you know, Raccoon 6 on here, because I, like I said, I want to have him on. He seems to be a wealth of knowledge, and we can have some pretty interesting topics and conversations. I'm just waiting for my voice to fully recover here so I can actually have a a good solid conversation without feeling like, you know, I'm struggling to talk or, you know, take a sip of water, but you know, maybe he might know something on this subject. I don't know, but yeah, it is interesting. Let's see. Oscar H was just put on the chat board lights out for laundry day. <laughs> I don't know what laundry day is. Uh, can you care to elaborate it? I don't know. It just sounds funny. Light lights out for laundry, day. <laughs> laundry day. I don't know what laundry day is. I, you, you might have to explain that one to me. Um, but yeah, I find it very interesting that there's no stars on Old Glory here. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know what that means. I guess, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to take any guesses. Oh, and here's something else too. I guess people are starting to make a big deal and a big fuss about, uh, what is it, September 24th, this big magical date that's uh, coming up, I guess. Hold on. I wonder if I could find this audio piece here. Hold on. Forgive me. I, I'm just going to see if I can find this. Um, supposedly. Oh, tell me I have it. Supposedly. Yeah, I think I have. Let's see if I can upload this. So supposedly there is some. Oh, crap. I just messed myself up. There was um, a German politician. I don't know his name, but he was addressing the president of parliament. <clears throat> and he was saying that September 24th, 2022 will be a date that 
everybody will remember where they were at kind of almost like we all remembered where we were at when you know we had the 9-11 attacks happen and i'm not going to say from terrorists but from you know our own tyrants in government here's the audio let um uh, let me play this here real quick for you listen to this this is from another i guess uh, like another i guess podcaster online listen to this real quick um, what you're looking at is the German parliament and the guy in the middle right here, he's going to make a speech and he's telling the world in this speech that prepare for September the 24th, 2022. In his speech, he tells the whole world that on September the 24th, something is going to happen. It's going to be so dramatic that you will remember this date forever and where you were and what you were doing on September the 24th. Uh, a lot of different things are happening this month in September. We have the uh, Pope of Rome uh, telling everyone to get all their money back into the bank, uh, into the Rome Bank. We have the Rosh Hashanah happening uh, later on. I think it's the 24th to the 27th, the three-day period. Uh, another date that is coming up is... Um, September the 26th, people say something's going to happen on September the 26th. Then we have the uh, Harvest Moon coming up actually today uh, on the September the 10th. We have uh, 9-11 happening tomorrow, the anniversary of 9-11. We just had Obama in the White House. Everybody was freaking out about that. Oh, Obama's in the White House. That just happened on uh, September the 7th. So a lot of different things are happening. Queen Elizabeth just died a couple days ago. That's another uh, another event happening in September. So folks, this will be a September to remember. And I'm going to play this uh, short video for you, and then we'll go to the translation. So let's listen to this German politician. September 2022 wird uns allen als ein Tag im Gedächtnis bleiben, von dem wir später einmal sagen werden, ich weiß noch genau, wo ich war, Herren, liebe Kolleginnen und Kollegen. Dieser 24. September 2022 wird uns allen als ein Tag im Gedächtnis bleiben, von dem wir später einmal sagen werden, ich weiß noch genau, wo ich war. So that was the gentleman that was uh, telling the world about September the 24th. So um, let me read you exactly what the, the translation is. It says, Dear colleagues, dear colleagues, this September the 24th of 2022 will be a day remaining in our memories as a day that we will say, I remember exactly where I was. So um, like I said, a lot of different things are happening in the world um, we have this plus the war going on in Ukraine right now. We have North Korea stating that they will use nuclear weapons as the first strike weapons. North Korea ace was pulled by China preemptive strikes with nuclear weapons automatically and immediately if it feels threatened. So, so many things happening. Uh, I don't know when we're going to do another live chat, but I wanted to bring you this information of this, um, of the German politician right here in the center making this historic speech just a uh, about a week ago, folks. And like I said, someone...
Yeah. So, and it, if I don't know that I know the audio he was playing was kind of a little low in volume there, but if you kind of listen carefully after he starts talking about that date, you can hear everybody in parliament kind of start, you know, um, mumbling amongst themselves, like the, the audio of the crowd, you know, the, the, the audible sounds of the crowd started getting loud. Like they were starting to get a little, uh, uneasy. Now, most dates I wouldn't really pay too much attention to because how many dates have we all heard that have come and gone now? And it's just like, eh, all right, this is just another date. But see here, the interesting thing is, and I brought this up to somebody because somebody made the same point that I just made on Telegram. Um, in fact, it was Karen. She was saying, she goes, you know, I don't really get too excited about these dates. Well, neither do I. I said, however, this date isn't just coming from a podcaster or, you know, a quote unquote influencer. This is coming from someone that's holding a, a political office in Germany, and he's addressing the president of parliament. I mean, I don't know about you, but, you know, I kind of pay attention a little bit more to somebody like that than, say, a podcaster when they put out a date. Now, here's something interesting that I kind of thought of earlier this morning. Now, what King Charles, right? That's the one that's taking over, I think, for you know, over the Queen. So tradition shows that there's typically ten days of mourning after, you know, the death of a monarch, right? So he extended it instead of ten days, he extended it to seventeen days. Now, I posted this on Telegram. Now somebody took my words. And wanted to try to, I don't know if maybe they just misread it or they're trying to make me look like an idiot. Either way, don't care. You know, I know what I am and I know I'm not an idiot, but, and I chose my words carefully because I said from the day of the 8th, from, not after, but from the 8th, you count 17 days from the 8th, starting at the 8th, not the 9th, at the 8th, from her death, supposedly. It takes you out to the 24th. Now, I have three guesses on what that could possibly be. One guess, well, four guesses. And I know it's pretty vague, but whatever. Here are my four scenarios. One, nothing happens and it ends up being just another distractive date. Scenario two, it could be a, um, I just had this all laid out in my mind and, and now I'm having a brain fart. Scenario two is, oh, here it is. Yeah, where I think that they could be switching over to the new monetary system now because part of getting back to constitutional money and, and you know, having it being uh, backed by precious metals, that is one of the 21 requisitions that was put forth by the assembly to the military. So that's scenario number two, that maybe the banking systems will be shut down because nobody will have access to their money, which is why I posted, you might want to have a little cash on hand. Because if you can't access money at your ATMs or use your debit card at the grocery stores and all you have is just, you know, dollars, yeah, you might want to have some cash, at least enough to last you for a week, week and a half. So that's scenario number two. Scenario number three, and somebody laid it out here, could possibly be, you know, arrest at a major, major level 
globally. Now, I'm not so sure about that one. Now, the fourth scenario could be a scare event to wake up the rest of the normies because let's face it, like uh, Jim Brower was saying to Glenn Beck, nobody wants to believe that there's evil that exists out there. So that's my scenario four, a potential scare event to wake up the, the rest of the normies, as they call them. Wakey, wakey. No more snoozing. Because we're about to rip that alarm clock out of the wall, cord and all. Now, whatever the 24th is going to bring, I'm still going to go about my day. Why? Well, because I know my wife and I and my family were solid with food and water. I made sure I, you know, drilled a shallow well in the backyard so I can access water when the rest of my water reserves goes kaput. You know, we made sure we had sufficient amount of cash, precious metals. We got our ammo. We got our guns. We got our security system. I gave my wife some Wheaties, so now when you know anyone comes near Mama Bear to threaten our household, oh, you think a uh, you know you think a pissed off dad or a husband's you know you know uh, you don't want to contend with a you know pissed off husband or a father. Tell you what, man, don't piss off a Mama Bear when it comes to her kids. Mama Bear put a whooping on your ass. And that includes Daddy Bear, too. You never mess with a mama bear. So I had to make sure I had a few extra boxes of Wheaties to make sure she was, you know, pumped up. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so those are the four scenarios. Somebody was just saying they've been warning about a nuclear bang that could take out the grid. Yeah, that's a possible scenario, too. Whatever the scenario is, here's the thing. Whatever the scenario is, I know we will be just fine. Well, Jason, how can you be so sure of that? Well, two reasons. The first and primary reason is because, well, we have to give complete surrender of our lives to God. We have to trust that God's got this. And at the same time, while we trust him, have faith in him, we also need to do our part and play a major role and participate in our own rescue. Hence the assemblies. Okay, so that's reason number one. And reason number two, there's so much evidence that points that, you know, we have the white hats that are in control. I mean, I'm just reading something right here from Bio Clandestine on Telegram. He's just he just posted just earlier, just um, about 3:30. He says deep state affiliated entities, State Department, and CIA expressing public distrust with ongoing U.S. military clandestine psychological operations, specifically anonymous online accounts. This news follows the brazen allusions to Q by Trump both on Truth Social and at his recent rallies. It appears the deep state are trying to shut down Q. They are much too late. Check out my newest substack on the developing situation. Yeah. Mm. 
listen, it's it's really miraculous. I mean, Trump has been sharing more Q memes lately and uh, depicting him as being like part of the Q team. And Trump has repeatedly played that where we go one, we go all storm song at his rallies, even after it was, you know, widely reported that it was affiliated with Q, meaning that, you know, meaning it's not an accident. And that Trump's narratives coincide with Q narratives like, you know, Durham and Russia, FBI, the corrupt media, drug trafficking, human trafficking, death penalties, etc. But still nobody has asked him the question. <laughs> I love it. Raccoon six. I've got my pioneer gear ready. <laughs> I love it. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, I've, I think, rambled on long enough, but that is the latest. That is the latest assembly update and more. Um, that's basically what we need to do in a nutshell, ladies and gentlemen. We need our 30 people. We need our, we need our 30 people and 38 plus states, okay? Get 30 people. Hammer out the details. Steps one through three in the 10 steps to an assembly. Focus on the first three. The The other seven is, is, is you'll get to that later, but the first three are the most vital. Get your 30 people. Start conducting your assembly meetings and then put out public notice. That's it. So that is all I got for you today. I hope you all have an excellent excellent evening i'm gonna go enjoy my family now for the rest of the evening here and um until then or the next time we'll see you back here tomorrow for another episode of one percent with him and and tomorrow's tuesday we'll have a his hardline discussion so i all hope you have a great great night and thank you all for being here and god bless you bye-bye effect a timely halt to deteriorating conditions and to ensure the common good. A state of emergency is declared for these territories by decree of Lord Cutler Beckett, duly appointed representative of His Majesty the King. By decree, according to martial law, the following statutes are temporarily amended. Right to assembly, suspended. Right to habeas corpus, suspended. Right to legal counsel, suspended. Right to verdict by a jury of peers, suspended. By decree, all persons found guilty of piracy, or aiding a person convicted of piracy, or associating with a person convicted of piracy, shall be sentenced to hang by the neck until dead. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is all we have for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line. And remember, as it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear, nor be dis-
dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We are warriors for Christ, ladies and gentlemen, and that enemy has crossed that line for the last time, and we will push the enemy back on their side. It's time to get our nation back. It's time to return to God. We need to repent of our sins. If we plan on moving forward as a nation under God, we need to ask for his forgiveness. And each and every day, remember, you need to ask and invite Jesus Christ in your heart each and every day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heartline, and please come back, share this podcast far and wide, and don't forget to share the website www.hisheartline.com. We'll see you next time.